friends, and what is up? I am Daryl Smart, and welcome to a special edition of Smart Sports Podcast. Today we're going to talk some high school football. Friday afternoon, I caught word that the McKinnon Park Blue Devils have left the Holloman Norfolk High School Football League to go play in the Hamilton Wentworth League. So for this podcast, I have Blue Devils head coach Jason Pudwell and Holloman Norfolk League convener and Simcoe Sabres coach Chris Harvey on the podcast. So we have Jason Pudwell, the head coach of the McKinnon Park Blue Devils, with us on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Thank you very much for having me. Um, so yeah, uh, word kind of, actually I heard it at the car dealership. I was talking to a former football player from Waterford and he was like, did you hear about McKinnon Park? And, uh, yeah, so the, the wheels started turning. So that's when I, I sent out the text to you and how long has this been in the works for? To be honest, this has been in the works for seven years. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about it seven years ago. And we actually asked uh, the superintendent at the time if he would consider letting us move into Hamilton since we were the last Haldeman team. Yeah. And he denied us. He denied us seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been in the works since then. We've, uh, you know, we've 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 kind of, you know, we've always been, you know, treated very well in Hamilton. They've always had our input, yeah. especially the last uh, five years with, with us playing the Sasa crossover game with uh, with the Hamilton champions. Yeah. So that's sort of just, you know, it's just sort of an, uh, the progression that we decided to go in. Was it, uh, originally, was it a geographical thing? Like you said, all the Haldeman teams, uh, like Hyuga, Hagersville, everybody's kind of fallen off the wayside. So it almost turned into a geographical thing because, uh, like, let's face it, Caledonia is pretty much a suburb of Hamilton now with the growth of Caledonia. Pretty much. And that, that is definitely one of the things. It's actually, you know, it's, for, for me to go into anywhere in Hamilton, it's less of a drive than for me to go to Delhi. You know, uh, well, Waterford's not too bad, but Valley Heights, things like that. It's, yeah. it's no farther for me to go to Simcoe, for sure. But the other problem was is when we amalgamated our board, yeah. they didn't put all the, the places into the same zone. So after, even after all these years, we played in a different athletic zone than both Norfolk and Brant. Well, I was just going—I was just going to say that that sense. was your next hurdle because you guys were always a part of Sasa for some reason. And yes. Meanwhile, all the Norfolk schools were a part of Kawasa. Correct, and uh, and it, so it didn't—it didn't make it didn't make like geographically. I'm like, well, why did when they amalgamated the board, why did they just put everyone in the same athletic zone? And, yeah. And then you know put everyone together then. Hmm. And that's that could be set for another podcast altogether with a grand Erie athletic association. Wow, that's, that's a whole interesting story <laughs> yeah, on its own. Exactly. So with the wheels, the wheels had been turning, obviously, and with you guys being very competitive and actually beating the Hamilton schools the last several years, this is almost a segue for you guys. It is. It was. You know what? It, uh, so when Norfolk. Stop wanting to go on to their bowl game. Yeah, that was kind of upsetting to me because I've always been a believer of always trying to get better. Mm-hmm. I want to play in that Austin championship. I want to do this. So that was that was so this bowl game for us, especially, was all very important. Mm-hmm. Well, the Norfolk teams never worked out, and and they never they they, they only played it a couple times. It, it was never the champion because when when Quasa played. They played before the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl, so they yeah. never really had a chance to really show the true Norfolk champion, right? Yeah. Which was which was too bad, right? And so when that fell apart, I'm like, well, I still want to continue, and I need an avenue where I can continue to get better 
yeah. continue to play good competition, but then be able to still move on. And that was definitely one of the one of the influences on our moves. Yeah, and with that said, how have you seen your program's progression? Uh, just throughout going to the uh, the Sasa crossover and into the Offsable, or how many how many years have you guys been doing the Sasa crossover? And maybe give some of the listeners a little bit of back history behind that, and how well have you guys done? I know I've covered you in Offsables already, and yeah. which uh, kind of a crowning moment for you guys. Unfortunately, had some really stiff competition but it really was a well it really was a crowning moment because you honestly played one of the best teams in the province the the one we that did. Had. They, they ended up being ranked third in the province and personally i think they could have beat the number one and two teams as well but you know this this actually started five years ago yeah. and uh we we played the, at the time we played the tier two champion champion from hamilton which was salt fleet at the time yeah and you know we was a competitive game so then the next year you know, we uh, we ended up we ended up actually losing the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl, and that was a hard thing. We ended up losing the Delhi, yeah. but we committed to play the Sasa champion or like the Zone One champion in Hamilton, which was Westville at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that game we came in, and at the halftime it was twenty-one nineteen. Oh, I remember and we this. Ended up losing, and we ended up losing that game. Uh, this was to go to Offsaw. We ended up losing that game, but we only lost, I think, by, it was under two, I think it was 13 points, and Westdale went on to win uh, their Offsaw Bowl game that next week. Yeah. Uh, the year after, then we played McNabb, and uh, we we ended up beating McNabb, and that's the year we went to our Offsaw Bowl game. Um, two years ago, we ended up it was a shootout with McNabb. We ended up losing by eight points. That was the that was that was probably the most exciting football game I have ever yeah. watched, uh, high school wise. And and then and then and then even last year, uh, you know, last year was a very trying year for us. We mm-hmm. ended up losing the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl by one, but we still committed to play into that soft bowl game. And then we ended up losing to McNabb or to, sorry to Westmount by only two points. And even after all that adversity and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Our players still came to play football, but ultimately, you know, one of the other reasons why we want to go on this route is that, you know, if I felt at times if we didn't win the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl, we weren't the champions that we shouldn't be playing in that in that saucer crossover game. Right? Yeah, no, that's a good way and, to look at it. And but because because we committed, and you have to go, we can't just pull out in the team. It's not fair to the team we're playing. We ended up playing a couple of those games after we lost the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl, and that was very difficult to do. So one of the other reasons is is that if I, I believe I don't believe to, if I don't deserve to be there by being the champions, then I shouldn't be there. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally. So that is that is also one of the influences on why we went to Hamilton because we want to compete. Yes, we want to compete for that Sausage Championship, but we want to do it in the proper way. You know, we don't deserve to be there because we can't win the Hamilton Championship. Well, then we shouldn't be there. We shouldn't just get the automatic entry. I don't agree with that. Yeah, you don't want the backdoor entrance, right? That's right. And we and we had that a couple times. I remember especially the first one, the coach at Westdale, he came to watch the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl film it, and he couldn't get the concept that, what do you mean we're playing you, we're not playing Delhi? And I was like, well, Delhi's <laughs> in a different zone, and they're not moving on. So he, he couldn't get that. He didn't get the concept. <laughs> Because and, it, and it's too bad we couldn't have worked out something where Del because Delhi Delhi deserved to go that year. Oh, and they, they were phenomenal. Westdale, they would have given Westdale a great run, maybe win that game and go to an off the bowl game. But again, Norfolk doesn't have I don't think has the interest in doing that, going yeah. to those 
bowl games and competing. But I know for a fact that lots of those teams in the past, some of the Delhi teams, some of the Waterford teams, could have easily have went to a bowl game. You know? Exactly, and yeah. It's too bad they haven't had a chance to do that, right? No, absolutely. Uh, so w- what was the response from your players and some of the assistant coaches? When the word came down, when did everything officially become official? <laughs> to be honest, it didn't become official until the first week of school. <laughs> so last week. I came in. No, no, no. Like, literally, last week, I, I found, finally learned officially that it was that we were in. It took all summer long to get established. And it wasn't until the last minute that it finally got officially mm-hmm. like signed off and everything. So I, I, I was I, I had practice and I wasn't a hundred percent sure what league I was playing in. And to be honest, I like I, I know now, but it was it was it was the last second that I actually found out because I was talking to Chris Harvey yeah. all summer long. He said, Have you heard any word? I'm like, I actually haven't heard anything official. Nothing's been signed and it took that long to get it all done. That's kinda crazy. It is super crazy, right? and, and kind of well. It's got to be tough to prepare too. So, well, I know you're you're just preparing your team and creating your team, but at the same time, you're trying to prepare to who you're playing against, right? So, well, the, the learning curve this year is going to be massive because the majority of the teams in Hamilton I have never played before, I have never seen play, yeah, and so. So it's going to be so the regular season is going to be a big learning experience for us, just figuring out how teams play and what they do and their tendencies. Right with yeah. Alderman Norfolk, we have an idea of what we're going to get from teams. Well, you or have your traditional right your teams that are traditionally just their offenses and defense are so traditional that you you kind of know what to expect heading in, right? Yep, exactly. So so that, that that's going to be one of the big learning curves for us is just trying to figure out what to expect and you know where where we fit in within this league. How's the excitement level? I, I, I think I, I think kids are a little nervous, to be honest, but I think they're <laughs> excited because yeah. we've, we've obviously proven that we can play with the best teams in Hamilton. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't think this team this year is the strongest team we've ever had in McKinnon Park. Yeah. But I think this team's a resilient team, and I think we, we will improve as the year goes on. We have a lot of young players, so they have to learn to honestly play football. But mm. uh, I, th- I think we're excited. Uh, I think I think once we once we get into the into the season and we actually win a few games, you know, we like so for example, but this year we we're playing at Tim Hortons Field for one of our games. Yeah, like, I just saw the schedule. Yeah, for one of our games. Yeah. So so that's kind of exciting, right? You get to you get to kind of play in in, in a different, some different venues, right? Well, and some big so, time venues too. To be some de- definitely. How do you, uh, just the, from the team, from being excited and nervous, uh, it, it's one of those things where they, they've got to really be, uh, like, the unknown has got to be a big deal for them. It is, it is. But honestly, it comes down to football's football. Yeah. If you play hard, if you execute your game plan, then it's football, right? No, exactly. no one does anything crazy in, in Hamilton, right? It's all, yeah, it's it's all just, just football. And, and you know what? You, you just play hard. You try to play your game. And as coaches, the thing the thing I like is that as coaches, in a lot of instances, we're really going to have to become better coaches, right? We're yeah. going to have to game plan. We're going to have to make adjustments. We're going to have to do the little things that, that we've not always had to do in the past mm-hmm. to, to be able to beat teams. What kind of a team do you have this year, just uh, as far as uh, spread across uh, ages and grades? What kind well, of a split? So, so to be... So I, I'm very thin on senior players. 
Mm-hmm. I think I have. I think I was counting today because uh, we don't. I don't count grade nines because they can't play in the senior league. Yeah. Uh, I only have grade tens, eleven, twelves, and then obviously returning players. But what was it? I think my final numbers. I think I have forty-six guys rostered. I have fourteen grade twelves and thirteens. I have. I think it's like it's like something like twelve grade elevens. I have nineteen or twenty grade tens. So, like, so, so my big number is coming from my really young kids in grade ten. So this move is almost coming at a really good time because it's a transition not only for the program, well, it's a huge transition for the program. So it it almost works out that way instead of just going it into is, it with what? a senior team and and having to That's retool it. in your second year. Yeah, pretty much. So this yeah, this will be our very much our rebuild year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm ex- I kind of projected two years I think we're going to have a very strong team because I see all the grade 11s in two years coming back for their grade 13 year and all these grade 10 kids will be their will be seniors yeah and to be honest I have a whole whack of grade nine kids I actually have six or seven grade nine kids practicing with us on a daily basis who are going to be good football players yeah. so yeah no I'm I'm, I'm I'm very excited for the future anyways right because I see I see a very good very strong team in two or in like in one or two years anyways Nice. So, where do you find the team strength this year? You think? Just a couple practices uh, in. It's hard to say. When we have the problem is, is sometimes we've, we've been having a little bit spotty of practice, which I don't like. Yeah. I do think I do think our running game is going to be our strength this year. Yeah. Uh, we have we have a big O line. We have a huge fullback, and we have a pretty a pretty pretty big tailback. So, yeah. if we're going to win, I think we're going to win with our running game. Uh, our quarterbacks actually a a fifth-year guy. He's been our backup quarterback the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, he's he's very intelligent. So you know what? He's 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 not going to lose us any games. He's yeah. not going to make this. He's not going to pull a Connor Carousello and throw it seventy yards down the field. <laughs> but he is smart. He will he will spread the ball out and he will make good throws. Nice. You know, I just uh, I, dude, can I can I you know what? I just in the end, it, it comes down, and I, and I haven't really talked about. Uh, they called it in Norfolk Football League. I will yeah, say yeah. this, and, and whatever. I just want to. I, I do want to say, and I haven't had a chance to say it, is that honestly, some of my greatest memories will come from Holland and Norfolk football. Yeah. On a, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to play to play in the last six Holland and Norfolk bowls. I personally won five Holland and Norfolk bowls as a coach, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's it's been it's been such a good experience. And 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 I am a little sad leaving for sure. Yeah. But. I'm looking forward to the future and just kind of seeing where we can go and seeing what happens ultimately. That's for sure. And what are some of the memories? I, while we're on that topic, we might as well talk about that. Actually, just some oh, yeah. some of your you you guys have had some really memorable have, games, especially in the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl. And there, oh. I I could just off the top of my own head, I could probably name three to f- three or four games that just were very memorable wow. Haldeman Norfolk Bowl games. I would say, I, funny enough, I would say my two greatest memories were both against Waterford. They were uh, it, the snow uh, game. I bet for us was good. the snow game was number one. And <laughs> honestly, that was that was the first year that Coach Wilson didn't coach. Yeah, it was it was just the young guys. I was in my second year at McKinnon Park. Yeah, and I took over as the head coach. We had a young coaching staff. We played a Waterford team that was fantastic like they were going in nine and oh nobody expected us to even put up a game and 
we won that game, and it, that was that was honestly probably the number one memory I'll ever have. I've got a question for you about that game, though. Was that yeah. intentional at halftime? And I, for some of the listeners that don't know, I always said that that was pro- you guys coming out of Waterford District High School probably about five minutes after you should have. As the the referee, I remember the referees blowing the whistle and coming on, come on out, get out here. And you guys came out about five minutes late, and you guys ended up with a penalty. But it was yeah. it, it almost seemed like the best penalty in high school football history because it was a short it was a kick. You guys got the penalty off the kick, and then you ended up getting the touchdown. To be honest, uh, the guy who recovered the football is named Stephen Fox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looked he looked at us and he's like, "Onside kick it! I will get to this ball." So we went, <laughs> okay, done, and we did it, and it was. I, that, I, I will. I will also. That one of the one of my best memories of that kick is the guy who was the Waterford player who was standing there. I don't think he knew what the hell what was happening because when he kicked the ball, he was like, you could almost see in his eyes, "Oh crap, what just happened here?" I think we and all could because we were at the ce- we were at the center of the field and we were, "Oh my yeah. god, did this just happen?" Yeah, and uh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was that's probably the that's probably our greatest call we've ever done, right? <laughs> and best so, penalty. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we didn't mean the penalty. That was just we just we just we just lo- honestly lost just lost track of time. <laughs> and we were kind of pissed that we got penalized because we didn't mean to do it. That was not done on purpose. Oh, that's hilarious. But then it was just like that happened, and Steve Fox was just do it. But you know, so that that was a crazy game. But the other crazy game, and I feel bad for Jimmy Merrick because I think it was his only loss in high school football. Yeah. Was when. When Waterford was third and goal on the one yard line. Oh, I have a picture they, of this. And they decided to kick the field goal, and yeah. we're all looking like, "Oh my God, what are they doing?" And we block the field goal and get the win, and we're like, "Holy cow, what just happened?" Well, and it was uh, two. I think there were two plays before that where they they tried to punch it in, tried to punch it in, and they couldn't. And then they just said, "All right, we're gonna try and kick it." And I'm thinking, I and I swear I have a photo of you guys. There was three guys wrapped around, and I can't remember who the running back was at the time. And they wrapped around him, and it was like a yep. big blue wall for two two oh, yeah. two touches. And then they it's, went for that, and wow! It's actually kind of funny because so many of my memories actually revolve around kicking. Because in the snow game. Waterford tried to kick that single at the end of the game to tie it. It yep. didn't work. That game, uh, we lost to Delhi in, um, in the Haldeman Norfolk Bowl. In, it was probably seven, eight years ago. We lost by two points. And I'll never forget, our kicker missed, didn't miss an extra point all year. And he missed the extra point. Yeah. And he looked at us from off the sidelines and said, Don't worry, boys, I'll get the next one. And we all were like... <laughs> We have to go for two points now. <laughs> so I remember that. Like, oh, it's all kicking. I remember once in uh, we were in Simcoe, and we tried. We were trying to be sneaky. We had that. We were leading, and we we're beating Simcoe. And this was a wait. This was when Simcoe had a pretty strong team, and uh, we just, we tried to we on third down. No, it was second. No, we might even third down. So it might even four downs back then. We tried to quick kick it. Well, that didn't work out so well, and and Simcoe <laughs> recovered. And they ended up losing by like a point. Oh, everything revolves around kicking. That's why I hate the <laughs> kicking game so much. 
<laughs> That's too funny. But yeah, so no, you know, there's been I've had I, I have had so many good memories, and uh, you know, I, I've been fairly successful in my runs. But yeah, uh, it's it's just been good, right? So, yeah. But now it's just now it's on to the next chapter of uh, McKinnon Park football. That's awesome, and well, definitely. Hey, I, I have no boundaries with this podcast, so it looks like I'm following you guys a little bit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so that's cool. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for doing this, Jason. I really appreciate it. Thanks, though. I appreciate you getting hold of me and talking. And uh, good luck with the season. Well, thank you very much. I'll let you know how we do. I think you're going to get... I- you know, honestly, I think we might get spanked pretty good. We're playing Westmount on the first game of the year, and I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Oh, no. Baptism oh, by well, fire. Baptism by fire, right? Hey, we got Westdale, then West... We got Westdale. We got, so we got Westmount, then Westdale. So they're the, they're going to be the two stronger teams in the league this year. So nice. exactly. We'll figure out where we're at real quick. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this, okay. Jason. Okay, thank you. Thanks. So I've got convener Chris Harvey on the podcast and uh, today we're just going to talk a little high school football already uh yes yeah big time uh, <laughs> it's, uh 30 31st year so we're uh we're looking for big things this year that's for sure that's awesome but uh the convener side of things uh there was some rumors about mckinnon park blue devils leaving uh the league and kind of confirmed i guess now Yes, uh, they have a, from my understanding, they have a one-year okay from the Grand Erie District School Board to go and play in the Hamilton League. Um, they've signed the contract, so that's where they're headed for this season. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure of all the details with regards to what one a one-year okay to go and do that means, and I'm assuming that's from our end. Um, and as far as I'm, I understand the the I's have been dotted and the T's have been crossed, so that's where they're headed this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does that mean for the league? You have to be a little bit disappointed, I guess. Uh, yeah, because we've you know we've been doing this for pretty close to you know the first time we would have played McKinnon Park was uh, 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when we, you know, some Crusaders, that was my first championship when we, we got here in 1989 and started rebuilding the program. And uh, so back then you played uh, home and home against the other three schools in Norfolk, uh, Valley, Delhi, and Waterford. And if you won, you went on and played the uh, Haldeman champion. And that was the, so the first time we faced them was way back in, in 94. And, of course, they've been pretty much a nemesis since, uh, <laughs> being the, you know, being the team that was able to... Um, sustain a program over in the Holdeman Loop and so on. So, we, you know, they've been part of the uh, the growth and and the changes of, uh, of our league for a long, long time. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of a disappointment. Um, you know, you're seeking a champion and ship, you know, every year and that championship for a long, long, long time now has has gone through, um, you know, at least uh, part and parcel through uh, McKinnon Park, whether it's just, you know, the season games and making sure that you did your best to, to take them down during the season or whether you end up having to face them again in the, uh, the postseason. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've put a, a good team on the field for a long, long time, and it's kind of a little disappointing that they're, they're not going to be here yeah. this year. But uh, it's still, a, still an awful lot of quality football with the uh, teams we have here. And uh, definitely cut down their travel budget and, and, <laughs> and the time time spent going over over there, right? So. Yeah. So what are the, some of the uh, just some of the disappointing parts of it? Well, the well, I'm just I've actually just uh, spent probably three or four hours last week looking at how we can do the schedule here, yeah. and 
of course we've got a couple of teams here that are always you know ours included there's always going to be you know questionable whether we can put the numbers on the field or not you know you'd love to have forty fifty sixty kids and for whatever reason you know school sizes and so on the schools are a little bit smaller so when you're sitting down to make a schedule the absence of mckinnon park now reduces your number of games by one yeah in the good old days when kiyuga and hagersville were still in the league you basically had ten games to win the championship yeah and um so that has now dropped to you know with mckinnon park last year being the only holman team you played six games um we took five and six and had them play a um consolation type championship game and, and the top four went on so yeah. we were down to eight weeks from the original ten and um this year we're looking at four games um semi-final final so now we're down to six games uh, with the fifth place team being dropped from the playoffs with, uh, with what's left over. So, you know, our goal isn't to create NFL football players and CFL football players. It's, yeah. it's to, to teach the kid, kids a game that we love and, you know, using that game as our modality to transfer the morals and values of the Ontario education system to them through a, through a phenomenal team sport. You know, the nice thing about football is there's a position for everybody. You know, no matter well, exactly. what size, shape, athletic ability you are, there's a position for you on a football team. And, you know, decreasing that to, you know, six games now because the, the five games and, and a bye, um, or sorry, five games turning into four games and a bye decreases our amount of football. So, you know, you kind yeah. of get into it. And the kids just aren't going to get the all the benefits that they used to as a result of, you know, having one less team. Yeah. So, that's that's kind of the big thing. Um, benefits obviously less travel. Um, it's one less team that you know. Perennially, they're a big school over there, so they and they've got a they've got a culture developed within that school of football. So whenever you yeah. got to go against that culture, it's you know there's a there's a formidable opponent that I guess we don't have to go through this year. <laughs> that's for sure. You know, plain and simple. People don't like to say it, but that's you know that's 100 percent the truth. That's one less. That's one less. Uh, pylon in your way to you know to get to where you're going exactly and uh just what have some of the challenges been to get this schedule are there any other teams that are having trouble feeling with Uh, numbers it's not not just that i mean it's more it's more of the fact that like everybody has the their you know certain games so uh traditionally over the last three four years actually a little bit more than that it's been simco holy trinity um, for Holy Trinity's homecoming and Holy Trinity schedules that game uh, either week one or week two based yeah. on you know when they can get because obviously we have to go over to Holy Trinity this year so it's week one mm-hmm. um, if we've got one team getting a bye and we're supposed to go to Holy Trinity week one and Delhi is supposed to play Waterford um, you know in the Pumpkin Fest week five there's not an awful lot of uh, options left as to who, who gets the bye first week. It's got to be either Delhi or Waterford because Bell yeah. has to play, right? So the scheduling uh, is not what it used to be. It used to be able to pop it in. You had eight options um, with regards to the, the, the teams, uh, how to schedule it in. Yeah. Anybody that does any scheduling knows how that works. And when you've got eight options to slot in for each week versus five, then obviously simple numbers game it's it's easier to accomplish all those you know needs you got waterford delhi pumpkin fest you got holy trinity at delhi for friday night lights this year mm-hmm. and simcoe going to holy trinity for homecoming there's three of your weeks already decided who's playing and only you've only got two other weeks with which you can play around with the schedule and at this particular moment in time it's uh 
it's going to be you know a nightmare now if we had one team one more team that had to drop out because of low numbers and we'd go back to the old norfolk style of a home and home yeah you know six, six games and then a semi-final and a final and of course it gives you a lot of football it gives you a guaranteed seven games which is great but it also means you're gonna have to play the same team three times and that's not always a, a desirable yeah thing for various reasons too right so well exactly and just going yeah. back to mckinnon park what is it kind of reflecting i guess on what are some of what are some of the nice memories of playing mckinnon park and having mckinnon park in this loop uh you know we originally when we started started against the the haldeman teams over there um they were uh cayuga was the powerhouse and mckinnon park was was building and uh, mckinnon park they just built a new school and i think it was like 2000 or somewhere in there 1999 whatever it was and so they were you know, getting bigger numbers, and they were growing. Cayuga was the powerhouse, and Cayuga was, you know, five-man five man defensive line, and you could try and run all you want at them. You weren't going to do it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then, the tran- you know, the transfer, it's kind of like the old Valley Heights football, right? And then uh, Valley Heights was going to run at you, and good luck stopping them, so the other side of the ball. But uh, as we went on um, with the Haldeman teams, you know, our, our league has really um, evolved to, to – uh, have all the different types of football. So, you know, we've had some phenomenal quarterbacks that we've had yeah. coming up in McKinnon Park, you know, um, kids that can roll to their right and throw back across their body 60 yards into the corner of the end zone. And Most recently, and, Caracello, and, who's now playing OUA ball. So Yes, right. Yep, exactly. So And then, of course, the, the zone defense. Um, the Haldeman teams, uh, especially McKinnon Park, were much more likely to play the zone defense, whereas back when i first started it was almost exclusively man-to-man because we were not uh we're not quarterback oriented you know our, mm-hmm. our we had bigger kids and our special specialty positions were not as uh plentiful like they are today and um so you had uh, much more of a running game so now the you know mckinnon parks traditionally always had a really really good quarterback they've played zone defense against you so um you know it's really expanded uh the opportunities our kids have gotten to learn the different aspects of the game and as we've become uh as coaching staffs and as, as teams much more multi-dimensional which is pretty cool yeah so pretty safe to say they've been one of the i guess not a trailblazer but one of the teams that have really pushed the bar to the quality of football here Oh yeah, they've always had really high numbers, and they've had a you know big coaching staff, ten, eleven, twelve guys. So you can, you've got the you know the time and the uh, people to to cover ma- many more aspects of the game. And uh, you know they've they've stayed pretty um, consistent over the years with regards to what they do. But uh, I'm a Western grad, and of course Western was always trap football, and here comes the trap. Good luck stopping it, right? So yeah. Kenan Park was always here's our big quarterback. And we're going to throw this route and this route and that pass route and so on and so forth. And and uh, we're going to cover you this way. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, you know, being traditionally in top four teams, top three teams of the six or seven, eight teams, whatever we've had over the years, they've, uh, you know, they've maintained some, some super competitive teams. Yeah. So. Well, nice. Well, th- thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And uh, we'll... We'll have to get you on uh, when the football season actually starts. Sure. Might have no to. Problem. Might have to actually do a the old school preview that we used to do in print, but uh, just do it in podcast version. For sure. Sure, <laughs> anytime. All right. Thanks a lot, Harv. All right. Take care. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Harv. Well, it looks like it's that time again. I'd like to thank Jason Pudwell and Chris Harvey 
for both being on the podcast. Good luck to both teams, and good luck to all the teams when the season begins. And thank you for tuning in to Smart Sports Podcast. Your support is really, really appreciated. Make sure to go to the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page and like and share it with your friends. Like always, we're trying to grow this thing. I am Daryl Smart. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you later. Oh,